So a big topic that I really wanted to get into was having this thing called social anxiety. It's mostly just anxiety, but it kicks in or it just gets worse when it comes to being in a social setting, um, when it comes to socializing with other people, when it comes to just being around people even. But um, that's something that's been kind of like a burden that I've not been able to overcome or get rid of. Um, It's something that I've struggled with for a very long time. And I feel like it's become a part of me, not saying that it's a good thing that I'm accepting the fact that I have this. But I definitely feel like it's helped in many ways and affected me. So this is Ray of Temperance in the center of Zen. Social anxiety. I can honestly say that for most of my life, I've been very shy. I've always been shy, as a matter of fact, from for as long as I can remember. I've always been the shy type. Um, I've always been the type to always be behind someone then in front. Um, but as I got older, I, I've noticed that I've been able to overcome most of my shy attributes uh, or shy characteristics. It's still there. Unfortunately, life can kick your ass and fuck shit up. And that's what happened with me. I felt like towards 17, 18, I was able to really blossom into this very happy and powerful person. Um, 19 and 20, I think, is when things started to, you know, really take off with me being happy with who I was. I think I finally accepted who I was. This shy version of me kind of withered off. But there was a part of me that I noticed that would that never changed. And that was interacting with new people. Um, and I feel like with my situation that occurred to me back in 2012, 2013... That really brought back the shyness, but really ignited a anxiety within me that I thought I overcame, but I didn't. Um, and that's getting to know people again, talking to people, communicating, being in the same room, approaching. It just really fucked me up. And I feel like I now at the age of 30, that's we're looking at like, a good 10 plus years now and I'm back to the beginning I feel like I don't know how I got over or was able to surpass how I used to be but here I am back to the beginning and struggling and I feel like doing these podcasts have helped me in a way to get me back to normal you know when I started doing these videos for my tarot readings I did feel a sense of confidence, but also the anxiety started to really kick back in as well. And that kind of made me 
not confident enough to continue readings or continue postings. I used to post pictures of myself on my Instagram all the time. If you look at my Instagram, there's like almost 4,000 plus posts. And that's because I used to post a picture at least once or twice a day of myself. Because I actually was confident in myself. And back, this goes back to, I'm like jumping all over the place. But this goes back to, you know, 2009, 2010, 2011. Where I really had that confidence and trust in myself. Where I felt like I can do all of these things. And, you know, I, I, I felt really good about myself. I didn't care what other people thought. Um... I've always felt like people would come in to my life because they accepted me. And if they didn't accept me, they wouldn't come in. And that's what I went off of. And that's how, that's the mentality that I had that kept me going forward. But, you know, you know, that kept me going, just pretty much going. But it wasn't until I had that huge downfall that really, that mindset couldn't come to, it didn't work. It didn't work for me. Um... But back to more present day, you know, I was posting videos on a regular basis. I was really just, you know, on a roll and I felt comfortable and I was practicing a lot and I was doing a lot of meditation and I felt comfortable in my meditations and what I was practicing and what I was doing, I was confident and, and that's what kept me going forward. But some things happen where things don't work anymore. And we start searching for other ways to feel great again. And I've noticed that there was always something that affected the way I felt. So for some time, I've noticed that whenever... It came to meeting new people. I was not regular. But in a way, it's just the way the chemicals start mixing in my brain, I guess you can say. I want to bring it back to 2013, where... After everything went down, I thought, let me just get back up and push forward. So I signed up for school. I was doing a medical assisting program or whatever. And this is my first time interacting with new people. After everything that went down, all of my old friends kind of like left me for dead. Or just didn't want to deal with me anymore because I was just being stupid. And then... They were just like, whatever. So this was my first time kind of like branching out. When I tell you that first day of classes, I threw up like five times on the way to class. I was so nervous. My anxiety was through the roof. Not yet really sure that what I was going through was anxiety. I thought it was just nerves. Like, oh my God, it's first day of school, nerves. No, that was anxiety. And the closer I got to the door that day, I cannot even tell you 
the thoughts that were running through my head, the sound, the the voices in my head. You would think I'm, I would, probably, I'm probably crazy, <laughs> but the voices in my head were going nuts, nuts. At this time, also, I didn't really tap into my spirituality either. So a lot of a lot of me was a, 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 there was a part of me that kept me going forward. That's why I continued towards the door. But there was another part of me, which was the anxiety part of me, the anxious me. That was like, dude, you're going. The a lot of the voices in my head were like, they're gonna they're gonna think you're you're weird, you're this, you know, they're not gonna like you, you're gonna have so many problems here. It's not gonna be good that you should just quit, 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 quit. But another part of me is like, no, you're just nervous, you're anxious, you're you're not ready to be in a social setting, but you're doing it. So we're going to help you get through it. That's, that's, that was the battle that was going on in my head when I was in that first day, that first day of school. All right. So now I'm sitting in the back. I think I was sitting in the back of the classroom in the first, my first class, shaking, shaking. And when I tell you I was shaking, I was almost going to throw up in front of everyone. That's how bad I was. Like, they're just how my nerves were just shot through the roof but I remember meeting these four girls and they kind of were just like I felt like different versions of me there was one that was very very I guess I want to say very masculine I don't want to say that you know she was butch or whatever but she was very masculine she was very strong you can tell she's very confident in herself she was taller than me more built than me but I was, I was kind of, I, I, I want to say we were at the same, same weight class because I had lost a lot of weight. Um, but she was just, I would say a more confident version of me. Then there was another girl who was, she was very freely, free spoken. She loved being, you know, happy and smiled all the time. She was, she smoked and, you know, I didn't know right then and there that she smoked, but I just knew that was the part of me that I, that, that she was representing. Another girl, she was a white girl and she was the very valley version of me that I had let go. And then there was another girl, she was the Spanish, the Spanish me. And, you know, she was very properly speaking and she was just, I just felt like there was a part that like, I just was sitting with four representations of me and how I was and they were kind of there just to be like hey like you got this and I don't know that that kind of calmed me down but I noticed that every single day I went to school I had to make sure I was with them and I felt confident I felt safe I felt normal when they were not there I would get into this nervous feeling having to talk to someone new and get to interact with these people. I did not like that. It just made me feel so uncomfortable, right? You put yourself in a a social setting with people that you don't know and it just did not sit well. So that was that part. That was like the first kind of like wave of me interacting with new people didn't think anything of it fast forward to i think it was like after a year in they kind of intertwined interchanged all of our classes together 
because some people would branch off because they only did a six month program. Some others did a year, the year and a half program. And then we had to mix and there's new people in our classes and still a bunch of girls. And I kind of felt more comfortable with the feminine setting. There is a lot of psychological parts that play into that, you know, comfort, but we're not going to get into that. We're talking about social anxiety. So when we started mixing, right, so there's new people in the classroom. Me not knowing that, oh, it sent me through the roof. Set me through the roof. When I tell you that it was to the point where I think everyone else that was still in the class with me felt the energy. So we split and you can tell like there was this rivalry but it wasn't intentional. It just just so happened. Um, I didn't want to know. I didn't want to get to know new people again. And there was a time where it was just me and the new kids, the new girls. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. Like, why are these girls not here today? Did they all just, like, play me? Like, it was just so, like, it was a big, like, such a coincidence that all four of them were not in the classroom that day. Um, and I just felt like I had to put my head down and I just listened. I didn't even look at the teacher. I just listened because I was just, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. Eventually, obviously, after some time, we all were able to intertwine and get to get along. But I just, I couldn't be the first one to do it. Once I saw that one of the girls that I was close to do it, I felt comfortable enough. I'm like, all right, so she's fine with going to new people. I'm going to do it too. Because I didn't want to be the hobble doll either. So that's how we were able to get through that. Um, then there was that one guy that joined the group. The group. I guess you can say the class. It was his first day. And... We're sitting there, and he walks in. He was good looking. Um, at that time, I wasn't looking for anything, but a part of me knew that he was on the same team as me. <laughs> he was on the same team as me, but a part of me was so ugh. Like I remembered feeling shy all over again. And the girls were just like, this is not you. This is not how you are. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on either. Like, this is, I, I, I know that this was a part of me that was shy. You know, me being shy. I knew that it was, was always part of me. But I haven't felt that in such a long time. So not only was I feeling shy, but this anxiety was through the roof. It was so, it was just too intense for me to even be able to to even pursue. And then everyone else picked up on the fact that he was gay. And they were like, oh, Remy, you should try to talk to him, try to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. And so eventually we started talking. And, and I think that I 
can't say we started talking right away and it was whatever because a bitch was fucking shitting himself the entire fucking time every single day I know I was very awkward I felt awkward I just it just didn't sit well and me chewing on my fingers was not normal and when I tell you the thoughts that were running through my head it was like maybe you guys should just be friends just be friends and then I accepted that but then another part of me is like okay you guys can be friends but I think he thinks you're ugly I think he thinks you're this I think that it's odd it was just automatic like I was just putting myself down before he even put me down and eventually he did <laughs> so I think my 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 spiritual self is kind of prepare not preparing me by bringing me down but like kind of preparing me for the big letdown before it even happened because eventually the letdown was you know I eventually started getting to like the person and turned out that this person did not want to be with me because of religious purposes but we can't get into that so there was that school finishes start working I always felt like a work part of me is just I, I can put on a great you know Oscar winning performance when it comes to work but throughout the years right every job that I've had the new beginning part or the process of just starting is always the worst you know I worked at a lab right after after you know finishing school and that kind of was an okay job I was there for a year and a half things went left and I had to go but I've noticed that there's a part of me that kind of acts out out of you know this anxiousness like when I get these anxious anxiety moments I either shut down or I rage out and I think that's what played a part in the that situation afterwards I got a job in an overnight first overnight job hated it that overnight job when I tell you was the first job that really awakened this social anxiety I really it really awakened a part of me because I would only talk to one person the person that started with me great person great personality huge personality for a little person and I got comfortable. You know, eventually I started feeling things out. It wasn't working out. So it was just too much. But that's the side of the point. I was able to, you know, be myself and talk and chat with her. And again, female energy. Just, I, I let a lot of me in. However, no one ever said a thing to me. But a huge part of me was telling me that X, Y, and Z was saying blase, blase, blah about me. And it's because of the masculine energies that were in that room were a lot stronger than mine. And I felt like they all looked at me as the gay kid. And it was all in my head that they were talking about me. Although, I will admit, I overheard a few people because my ears are are like satellites. So I know when something is said in my head and when something is said in my ear. It just made me so uncomfortable. I hated it there. Just And no one was able to help me. I reported a few situations and nothing happened. So I'm like, all right, it's time for me to go. Found another job. It was great. 
this isn't about work anyway, but since we're in the topic, uh, things were fine there. And then... I'm trying to think back to all these times that, like, where I knew I was having these crazy social anxiety moments. Um, I don't think there really were much after that because I was pretty comfortable at work. Um, Until much recently, you know, I made a friend... I thought we were really great friends. But, you know, I may have ruined the connection by confusing or conflicting my feelings. You know, I knew this person was a great person. And I thought that maybe I should just be a friend. And I thought I was being a friend. Then another part of me thought that maybe this person is really great for me to be with. And I think because I haven't had a relationship in such a long time that I thought maybe this person likes me and we should try it. But this person kind of let it, you know, laid it flat right away and said, you know, you're not my type. I don't want you. And we were constantly battling. And I kind of feel like that kind of reinstated and reignited a a sleeping disease that was inside of me. Uh, Because I feel like after that, I was afraid to approach any man. Or pursue any man. And this kind of goes into... um, my next final season finale of the podcast which is the let's talk about sex part two so i was well yeah i don't know if it's gonna be the next episode that's the season finale or the episode afterwards but we're gonna we're gonna stay on topic um i said too much but um this anxiety plays a, a lot into my sex life as well and this anxiety was awoken by this person And then I tried being a friend with this person as well. But when you have someone who inflicts negative energy on you by speaking down to you, it kind of awakens a new anxiety. Because now it's like, all right, this is supposed to be your best friend. And you guys are supposed to be, you know, really close and, you know, lifting each other up. But when this person is the one that's bringing you down on a regular basis, it kind of sets like these thoughts or these you know I can't think of the word but it just sets up these thoughts in your head that now everyone that you meet is going to be like this and so because of this person being this way towards me um it took a lot for me to branch off from this person I will say you know it was like trying to rip a part of me off because I let this person in really deep into my life And I will say, you know, trying to really find myself again is such a hard thing. 
Oh, I said that I was ready to crack, and I'm not going to do that. I'm trying really hard not to do that for these podcasts because I don't want to be that type of person that does it on these podcasts. I just want to just, pretty much these podcasts are like a venting tool for me. Like, I just let it all out, but I don't want to cry on these, so. But when you have to rip a person that you've really endured greatness with, and you have to rip them off because they're starting to inflict negativity on you. It sucks. And that's what happened recently. And I feel like because of that, now I'm on my own again. And everyone around me is kind of has, has high expect- expectations for me. Because now I'm 30. I'm about to be 31 in, in a month. And I have to be an adult. But how can I be an adult and be on my own when I have all of these these obstacles in front of me that seem to get a little more difficult as time goes by? You know, I, I was there. I was there. I, I, I was at the top of the mountain and I felt great about myself. But when it comes to now having to get out there and do things on my own and really speak up for myself and socialize, I crumble. I crumble and I fall to the pits of the earth when I tell you I fall to the pits of the earth. I fall and it's such a struggle to get back up. Oh, it's coming. It's such a struggle to get back up. And, you know, I try to put on a front that I'm just this happy person and things are perfectly fine. But they're not. And I might edit this out. But I'm not this perfect person. Things are not great. Things are not normal. I have anxiety that prevents me from having normal conversations with people that I want to talk to. But I can't because these thoughts just run through my head. And the thought of me going to someone (laughs) makes it even worse. Um, I don't want to take any medication. You know, I've been through that before. These medications don't make you feel the same way. You know, they don't make you feel like a normal person. So, it sucks. (laughs) Social anxiety anxiety in general it just sucks and I think I said that over and over again you know I want to be able to go up to people and have conversations and do things without having to worry about what they think you know be comfortable with my voice and understand that my voice is me and it's not anyone else it's me and there's nothing wrong with it but I feel like there is plenty of things wrong with it, you know, and at the age of 30, I can honestly say, and this is my first time saying it out loud, I don't even think I'm comfortable being, I don't think I'm comfortable being um, gay. (laughs) I feel like my life would have been a lot more easier, less 
mentally abusive if I was straight, but I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that because I'm not. And I just, I'm still coming to terms with it. You know, I have such a great, great family, you know, that things have come full circle where they they show, or at least it feels like they're showing that they're okay. But a huge part of me feels like it's still not okay. <laughs> um, you know, I've always, from before, I was even aware of what sex was. I've always been an advocate for family. I've always loved my family. I've always wanted to be around my family. Even if it's just in the corner of the living room, I always wanted to be around family and I always wanted to be at the family get-togethers. You know, I've always been the one that cheers on my cousins when they're doing something, doing great. And I think that once I realized who I was, it kind of set me back because it made me feel like I'm not that special Ray that everyone loved back in the day. It was a part of me that, you know, you know, everyone thought that I was, I don't know. I don't fucking know. But I just feel like things are not the same. And I managed to get through that feeling, you know, letting that affect me by telling myself, you know, you grow up. You change when you grow up. And a lot of people change too. So if they liked you before and they don't, they change. And that's kind of what I use to get through it when it comes to family. But the reason why I bring family up in this topic of anxiety is because of everything that I went through in 2012, 2013. Because um, that's what I really, you know, started going out there, you know, being noticed, you know, posting about myself comfortably about my sexuality a lot of my family started realizing like whoa wait a minute like this is real you know and now every time I'm around them I don't feel like my uncle's looking at me like oh the little nephew that he loved back then is now not the same or not the nephew that he thought he was going to have. You know, I don't I don't know, but it's just what runs through my head, you know. I still to this I don't care. I still love my family. I even though I don't talk to many, I still love them. And I always will love my family. I've always been like I said, always 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 been big on being with my family and I, I'd rather choose my family over anything but yeah and it's hard being it just it's hard oh fuck it's hard Even recording this now, I'm I'm feeling very, very, very anxious. Because now I'm like, 
thinking about what everyone's thinking listening to this and even if it's not a hundred people or a thousand people that are listening it's someone that's listening and someone is probably thinking x y and z and it's 2021 and i should understand that that's how things work especially in the media social media or whatever and it's just what's normal now but with someone with a lot of mental you know illness it's fucking crazy but here i am i'm still recording (laughs) jesus i just i don't even feel like editing this i just feel like i'm just gonna post it (laughs) i don't know I don't know, guys. Just, if you can see where I'm at recording this, you would think I'm, like, a loser, depressed, which I kind of am, but I'm going to be going into a little, you know, quiet place, and um, when I wrap up these episodes, I think I'm going to do two more episodes, or maybe one more. We'll find out on social media if you're following me. But once I finish recording these, I think I'm going to take a huge break from all social medias and figure shit out. I literally just thought of this now. This is the greatness of letting things out. And that's what I'm using this podcast for. I think I've said enough. Alright guys, sorry if you can hear a lot of background noise, but it's, this is it, this is what it is until I get new equipment and I can get shit together, but anywho, peace, love, and serenity always and forever to everyone, including myself, till next one, bye.